Are you looking for a space where you will learn to improve your mental strength, emotional health, and heal your insecurities from the inside out? Take the first step to living a more meaningful life with the Better Me with Body by Brie podcast. I'm your host, Brie. I'm a certified personal trainer, entrepreneur, and mother of three. I've helped empower thousands of women to take action through fitness, nutrition, meditation, personal development, and aligning thoughts with action. This podcast is for those who are ready to feel inspired and motivated to live a more purposeful life. Let's grow together. Have you noticed being nice gets you a lot farther than being aggressive? This might feel backwards in today's society, but today on the podcast, I brought two of my favorites to chat about this Instagram world and why being uplifting and positive and kind to one another helps us navigate our relationships, business, and motherhood. I have Ashley Rose Reeves, who is a body positivity mother, entrepreneur, and speaker who has spent the last decade building a brand for better body image and empowering others to do the same. I also have Michelle Pearson, who is a twin mom of five, owner of Molly Pop Shop, and someone who uplifts and inspires everyone around her every day. She's full of light and she's so talented. I cannot wait for you to learn from them. Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley Michelle. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. So Thank happy you. to be here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited because we wanted the theme of the podcast to be, you know, how you can be nice and uplifting women around you, how that is so powerful and how it can help transform relationships and business and confidence in yourself. And I feel like you two are such a pillar of light for women where it's, you know, you're you're always helping those around you and you're uplifting those around you and you're serving your community. And I think it's really inspiring. Like a lot of women can see other women as competition. And I feel like that's the complete opposite of what both of you um, try to do on your platforms. So I want you to give us just a little bit of a background of what your mission or your statement is for your platform and how that's helped you connect with your community of women. Ashley, do you want to start? Yeah, I would love that. So, um, you know, I've been online for about nine years in lots of different forms. I started as a food blogger and then I did a lot of body positive content. Now I'm kind of focused on health and family and just a whole slew of things. But kind of my overarching message through all the years has been you can sit with us. I think it kind of stemmed from a place when I first started online, definitely feeling like I didn't look or feel the part or like I didn't belong in any way. And so, um, I had a lot of really positive connections through Instagram at the beginning of people being like, oh, you're like me and oh, we get each other. And it was just kind of a different thing at the time. And I don't know. So that's kind of been my whole thing is I want people to feel like they have a place and that they belong and that they're included in whatever it is that I'm sharing. Well, and I feel when you do that, it's coming from such a genuine place because that's what you're going through and that's who you are. And I think that's why people resonate so well with you because it is trying to change, you know, that Instagram is this perfect place and everyone looks the same and has perfectly curated pictures. And it's a place of resource. You always share the best tips and the best advice. And it's like, oh, I want to be her friend. Like she's so cute. (laughs) So I love that about you. Thank you. That's so kind. Thank you. Yeah. I just felt like 
for years, I just kind of avoided for the first year I was on Instagram, I didn't even want to show my face because I was like so embarrassed. I thought I didn't look like a person that I had seen, like people, how, what people look like online. And then I kind of got pushed into it a little bit. I got um, interviewed on Good Morning America and it kind of forced me to like, I had to talk to the camera and explain (laughs) who I was and what I was doing. So Um, at the time I was scared, but I'm grateful for that opportunity because it's just opened a whole new, um, beautiful community of women that I've been fortunate to connect with over the years. That's so amazing. I love that, Ashley. What about you, Michelle? Yeah, I'm, my story is a little similar to Ashley's where about 10 years ago, I decided to start a YouTube channel because I noticed that there weren't any, and I was this really lonely, brand new mom living in a basement apartment. And I just wanted to you know, make friends who were struggling, trying to figure out mom life along with me. And so all the way back then, I just, my message has always been, you're not alone in what you're experiencing. And just like Ashley said, I just felt like at the time the blogs were all perfect with everybody's nice cameras and perfectly edited photos. And I remember I had this awful camera, you know, (laughs) and I just was like, there's gotta be a place for moms like me who just want normal other moms sharing their tips and sharing their experiences. And then over the last 10 years, you know, it has evolved also to talk a lot about mental health. Um, I've suffered with postpartum depression a couple of times pretty severely. And once again, I just felt that it was important to spread that message that if women were also going through something similar, that they were not alone. I love how both of you are so open about your struggles with mental health and physical health and how it's kind of helped you empathize with your followers and you can really connect with them. And I'm curious, Michelle, can you give us a little bit of a background of your struggle with postpartum depression and how mm-hmm. that how you kind of healed from it or, or what your takeaways were and how you can help other women who are in that situation? I think the biggest part, I felt so strongly just that it was something I needed to be open about, not because I wanted attention or poor me or clickbait or something. I just genuinely felt like it was something that wasn't openly talked about, even though so many of us struggle with it. And so I thought, you know, if I put it out there, then maybe I can help one mom get therapy or, you know, if she needs medication, maybe that's something. So I was just always promising that I would be open about all of that. Um, One thing I always notice is that when my mental health is struggling, my physical health struggles. And so I actually, in last year, 2020, when we were all quarantined, I was like, this is my gift. This is my time where I am going to heal myself from the inside out. And once I started healing myself mentally, which was taking out distractions, really focusing on the people I'm spending time with and what I'm giving my energy to, Um, then it really started helping me physically. And I was able to get in way better shape. I was able to take care of myself because I loved myself more because I was focusing more on what was really important instead of just worrying about what I thought everybody needed me to be. I was being true to myself. And it was just amazing how that transformed me physically because of how it transformed me from the inside. Well, and it's coming from a place of love. Like you said, like that's Whenever you come from a place of love, it's so much more healing and positive and like an uplifting experience instead of you're trying to punish your body because it doesn't look how you want it to look, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. where I I love that you focus on the mental side. And I love that you shared that experience. I I suffered real bad as well after I had my children. And I was like, who am I? Like this isn't (laughs) this is not me. Like I remember I had those 
yeah, it's scary. Like I had those exact same thoughts and I could really relate to you in your stories and just, you know, like you said, it's your gift, like helping other women. I could relate to you. And it, it is so comforting to know that you're not alone and to know like that that was a season of life and that I yeah. could get through it and it will get better. And having someone on the other side that's like helping pull you through is mm-hmm. is so healing and so helpful. So I love that you did that. And I love that you talk about how the mental health is connected with physical health because, you know, that's what I'm passionate about. So I love yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashley, I'd love to hear your experience. I know you had some health issues recently. Yeah. Um, and how that kind of helped you connect with your followers. Yeah. So it was kind of, it, it was, it was so interesting because I feel like I kind of had this full circle experience where I had started talking about like body positivity and like what you guys were just saying, you know, taking care of yourself from the inside out first for a couple years before I got sick. And when, when I got sick and I totally agree with everything you guys said, like it was when I kind of stopped shaming myself into any kind of health that I was able to use love as a catalyst for um, taking really good care of my body and my mind and um, anyways, it was just so interesting because when I was like the healthiest I'd been in probably 15 years, I got really sick with meningitis mm-hmm. and I, you know, it was a crazy, um, it was a crazy year because I had a lot of frustrations cause I felt like I had done all the right things and I had taken care of my body in such a way. And I felt like it should have protected me from illness and sickness and, um, I kind of had this like really beautiful healing year, but it was really hard because I remember like laying in the hospital. I So I had a stroke and then I got hospitalized. Uh, I went to the hospital for that. And then they realized that I'd had meningitis and I broke out in shingles in the hospital. And then I got blood clots from the pick line. And I was just like, my body is falling apart. This isn't fair. Oh my gosh. That's so scary. So scary. <laughs> it was, it was frustrating. And I just remember being in the hospital being like, wait, this isn't fair. Like I don't deserve this. I didn't do anything wrong. If anything, I did everything right. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I had a lot of like frustration because it led to like about four to six months of pretty much like a bedridden life. I had to hire full time childcare for my kids and I just couldn't even get out of bed. And I, all the health, like I'd lost, you know, all this weight and I'd felt so strong and healthy and everything that I'd worked for for the previous two years just slipped away so quickly. And it was, it was just so hard. And I started getting messages from people, um, online, you know, and I've had messages before, but I don't think I ever heard them about people talking about chronic pain. And I was in this new realm of life where like I had no control anymore and I didn't get to make choices that made me better. And I just had to, you know, kind of trust a process I didn't know or understand that I also didn't know the outcome for. And it was, you know, terrifying at first, I really kind of got to a place where I was, I kind of was like, you know, I I might die. Like no one can figure out what's wrong with me. It took months for my doctors. Like no one understood why my blood was clotting and all this stuff was happening, which it's a whole other story, but we found out a year later, it was a misdiagnosis on the blood clots. But anyways, for a year I was going to bed every night being like, maybe they thought my blood clots were growing and I thought I was probably going to die from it. And it was just the weirdest. Oh my gosh, that is terrifying to live in that That fear. So traumatizing, I bet. I will say that like, it really like just changed my perspective on everything. And I'm like, my goodness, like, yeah, I want a body that I feel comfortable in that I want to take care of. But I also might have to love a body, even if it doesn't work anymore. And even if it's broken and doesn't allow Mm -hmm. me to 
like the simple things like taking my kids to school or getting them ready in the morning. And, you know, people have to love their bodies, even if they don't work and even if they don't look the way you want them to. And I kind of found so much peace in that last year. I let go of so many expectations and I let go of any sense of control. Like I could, you know, change my outcome in any way. And it was a lesson in patience. It was a lesson in trust in God. And I am grateful that like a year later I have, um, you know, returned to a pretty, not a hundred percent, but like I would say a solid 80% of my health. But I also can't, I feel like I got so deep into the community of people that live with chronic pain. And I was like, I can't even like be like, Oh, well I'm out. So I'm fine now. And I love my body now. Like you really have to get to a place where you're just grateful that you have air in your lungs at all, because that's not the reality for many people. So, um, it's been, it's been a journey, but like, I really, really found more peace in a broken body, um, than I ever did in a healed perfect body. Cause in a healed body, I, I feel like I had control and we just don't have control You right. have to do mm-hmm. all things that you can, but like this realization this year and like, I'm going to do everything I can. And then the rest is kind of up to God. And that was for me, like a really, um, it was hard. It was hard to accept that reality that, Oh, actually I don't have control of this. And Oh, people that you know, are really healthy, still have major health problems. But I just would hear stories every day. I was getting messages from people with chronic pain. And I was like, this is a reality for a lot of people. Like they, a lot of people live like this and they still, you know, have to find that place of love for their body, even if it's not working. I love that. And I feel like that's the true test, right? Is like when, when you are kind of brought to your knees and your health is not good, or I wonder if when you were in that spot, like you said, you're like, oh, I was worried about how my body looked and now I just want it to function. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like that's what matters. Like you have a healthy body. Like that is the gift, right? That's what is so beautiful. And I love that you learned that and that you can share that perspective with so many women who maybe wouldn't ever have that um, experience, you know, and wouldn't have gone through that. So it's really beautiful that you are sharing that with your community. And I'm just so impressed. That would be a really, really hard trial to go through. Holy cow. Um, so I have another question. Why do you guys think that being nice in this industry is important? And do you have any examples you want to share? Oh, I think it's so important. <laughs> um, one of the things with Utah, it's a good and bad thing. We're all so connected. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that one of my friends, Jordan Page, a lot of us know her. One of her favorite things to share is how she was realizing when she was like a new mom that she wasn't being invited to things. And she thought, well, if I'm not going to be invited, I'm going to throw my own party. You know, so that's kind of always her mindset. And it's amazing because I feel like all these opportunities when she does throw these parties and I just find so many women here in Utah are have that same mindset where we're all here to help each other, you know, and we're not here to compete. We're here to build each other up. And it sounds so cliche, um, but I've experienced both times, you know, people being nice and people not being nice. And to me, the people that are the most successful are the ones who are the kindest. And I feel like it crosses over into, you know, their business sense and, 
you know, their personal lives and they really are just kinder. And I feel like it's really important because you never know who you're going to need help from someday, (laughs) you know, like who can really help you when you have questions about things and you never know how you're going to be connected to them in the future. But also just because it's such an amazing opportunity to um, network. And some of these people have become my friends because we can relate on levels that maybe other people don't understand when it comes to certain aspects of YouTube or, you know, or TikTok. And I feel like it's such a great thing to be able to be a part of a community where there's so much love and kindness and the opportunity to help each other grow. And I feel like Utah has been really, really great for that. I love that. It is funny because I live in LA and Mm -hmm. so (laughs) all of my friends here are like, I swear every single blogger or successful influencer is a Utah Mormon. Why is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's so true. There's so many here. There's so many. I know. I'm like, I don't know. It is kind of funny. Like, that's like our thing. I'm not sure. Why. <laughs> it's like, they like name all of these influencers and I'm like, oh yeah, those are all my friends. They're like, how do you know all these people? I'm like, they all live within a 30 minute radius. <laughs> Literally. We do. Everybody does. I have a theory. Like, I think that one of the reasons why it started here and it was like fostered here really well is like, I just remember, if you remember back in the day when blogs, like blog blogs first started, there was like a push in the church to journal. And yes, yes, you're right. You're right. Kind of had like a little bit of, you know, and granted, I think of course, any member, like anyone, regardless of your faith or whatever, like can have success here. But I do think I have a theory that there was this encouragement to blog or not to blog to journal. And it Mm -hmm. felt like a really easy way to do it. And it was at the beginning when like people were just seeing how it started and there was like time-wise too, so many people like Michelle and my and your ages, like we were all kind of starting this new phase of life where we did feel yeah. and lonely. And I remember totally. my first baby and reading blogs and people holding their babies and smiling. And I literally thought, <laughs> fakers, they're all faking. Yes, <laughs> me too. I thought the same. I was like, that's not real. <laughs> yeah. And so I think we. it was just like, you know, there is definitely like a demographic of age wise. There was a lot of new moms. There's a lot of other bloggers and people who've been successful, but the Utah crowd specifically, it was a time and a season and a place and an opportunity that struck at the same time. And I think there were some people that were like key players in seeing what the power of this was. I, I specifically yeah. remember in my basement apartment, thinking, seeing it and being like, this could be huge. Just seeing how many people were engaged and how many people wanted to do blogs and having no idea how to make a dime off it. But Mm -hmm. I remember having a very distinct feeling like find something to talk about. And I didn't even know what I was going to talk about at the time, but I just remember like feeling that push. And then the cool thing about Utah is you did feel so supported and there were people who were interested in this weird thing too. And where I found so much connection, um, at the beginning was like, I, most of my friends that I'd had in college and high school, um, they weren't having kids. They weren't like that. We were in just such different stages of life. And I just started finding people that I could connect with. Like I couldn't connect anywhere else. And I kind of, I loved what Michelle said about like, you always want to be nice because you don't know how people will come back into your life. I always, um, I always tell my youth (laughs) teach, but also like my younger sisters, like when you're dating, like it's, it's always so (laughs) awkward when someone you used to like make out with pops up in, you're like, (laughs) so awkward. Yeah. So funny. And like, I kind of think about that now, like, 
you always just want to be nice to people you don't know. Um, there's a girl I went to high school with that I wasn't rude to her, but I know some people that were really mean to her and she has an incredibly successful business in Utah now. And I work and collaborate with her all the time. And mm. I just think about like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't ruin this relationship when I was in high school with someone. I didn't know mm. this, like these cool opportunities. And we do have so many, um, connections in Utah and I see them branching out in more and more places every year. I swear, like there's it, the, the branch is growing. <laughs> they're growing big and they're growing fast, but there is this like deep rooted community in Utah where I genuinely feel like when I, I was even talking to a business owner this morning about a collaboration he wants to do. And he's like, I don't know anyone. And I'm like, I know everyone. If they're in Utah, <laughs> we know them. Yeah. I know them. I have their phone number. Like I can connect connect you. And that's, I mean, that's a really a huge blessing and it isn't as prominent other places. So I just think like, I kind of see where it got started. I definitely think it's available for other people, but with like the, the perks and the downside of a community like that is you really just want to make sure you're being kind and transparent with people all the time, no matter what. Um, and I do think one thing that is also important to remember is like, we're all, everyone's humans, you know, I think right. mm-hmm. that, some people, I, I noticed I was treated differently once I hit certain numbers of Instagram followers. And like, that was kind of hard for me for people who had been not nice to me in the beginning. Then once you like start growing, they're like, Oh, yeah. I need to be your friend. And yeah. Like, Oh, you can sit with us now. You're, yeah. you're yeah. you have enough following. And so you can like, be invited to this event, I guess, because you have enough followers that drives me bonkers. Yeah. Yes. And like, I get that like people might like see your stuff or recognize you once you do start growing and stuff. But I think where I felt hurt often at the beginning was I'd been treated by the same person one way. And then right. after the situation yeah. changed. And so it's just something to be aware of. You never know, you know, where people are going to go or what's going to happen. And we rally for everyone, but just like, you know, be a good person to everyone that you encounter to the best that you can, you know? I love that. And do you guys ever struggle with self-doubt? Like, does Instagram ever make you feel bad or do you ever compare yourself sometimes? Like if you're scrolling and you're like, man, I'm just not as good as that person or someone that's kind of in your niche, you know, and you're like, Ooh, they're really creative. And I'm not, do you ever struggle with that? A hundred percent for me. I don't know if Michelle would say the same. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like earlier on, I definitely did because it was growing so fast, right? All of a sudden Instagram became a thing where I had been focusing solely on YouTube. And so you know, you see somebody who starts out at the same time as you, and then all of a sudden they have a hundred thousand, two hundred, you know? And so it's, right. it's difficult, but I feel like the more that time passes and I'm going back to 2020 again, because I feel like everything changed for me that year because everything stopped. Nobody was posting any more of their vacations. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like we all kind of became at the same point of life in a sense. We were all quarantined. We were all at home. Mm-hmm. And I really sat down and started thinking, you know, what is really important here? And why am I giving my energy to this? It has nothing to do with me. That's great that she's doing great. You know, it doesn't mean I can't do great. It doesn't make me less of an quote unquote influencer or whatever, because she's doing great. And so I feel like now I feel like I'm a lot better. Do I have those days once in a while? Of course I'm human. (laughs) No, I don't think anybody can be like, oh, I don't care at all (laughs) because I don't care. It's a business. It's, you know, it's. Right. The way you're making money, it's the way you grow and that sort of thing. So I think we all have an aspect of caring. Um, but I feel like overall, I definitely gotten better <laughs> about that. 
Well, and whenever I feel that way too, I'd feel I feel like I'm a pretty confident person, but mm-hmm. when you start down that rabbit hole of comparison, it's like I'm a garbage human. Yes. Why am I even trying? Like, yes, I like, think we've all been there for yeah, sure. Like, I'm not as ripped as this person, or I ha- I haven't grown at all in the last five months, and I'm busting my butt. You know, like you just yeah. get it is like that. But whenever I get into feel those thoughts or those feelings, I always have to remind myself this has nothing to do with me. Like m- my yeah. whole business is not about me. It's about how I can help other women. It's about Mm -hmm. the message that I've learned. It's about helping them cultivate, you know, confidence in their food choices and blah, blah, blah. But it's not about me. And whenever I stop focusing on me, I'm like, this message, it's about the message and how I can help women. Then I'm like, oh, it it doesn't even, it like, I'm not even in the equation. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. And then it totally shifts my lens to like, I'm here to help women and that's what I care about. And when it's genuine and authentic, then you grow and it's from the heart and it's, and it's so much more rewarding. It's like, yeah, you're reading the testimonials and you're seeing people DM you and saying, that really helped me. Thank you for that advice. And that is what's so rewarding. And that's what I think helps a lot. I 100% believe that people can sense that you know, that sincerity. And I, I feel like that with Ashley also, because she is so open. And I even want to say like last year when TikTok started becoming so big, I loved Ashley because she was growing, but she was sharing how she was growing. It wasn't like she was gatekeeping and, you know, right. like it just shows so much of who she is because I just have to let you know that Ashley, because you're um, so great, but she was just so open, like, Oh, Hey, here's how you do this dance. Or, you know, for us older people, <laughs> on TikTok trying to learn dances but like I think that shows so much of her character and who she is that she wants to bring other people up with her as opposed to I'm going to keep growing on my own haha kind of thing I don't I just really appreciate that sweet we kind of (laughs) were like the only people on TikTok for a while like in our group yes let's coming out but yeah I think like with all the stuff with the comparison and stuff online I think it's one of those things I love what you said like it goes back to who you're serving and I think we quickly the bummer about numbers is it really like in in our minds it's like oh it puts some value on it but I really think it just doesn't matter numbers wise it's about like the impact you're making um with one even with one person like how cool that right. even one person wants to spend time being interested in what you're sharing and um yeah. I think it's very normal to have some comparison issues, but yeah, what I always go back to like, okay, the people that need to find me will find me. And I just trust the process. Right. Exactly. Okay. I have one last question because I know Michelle has to do her preschool pickup. (laughs) (laughs) We all got busy lives. So here's the last question (laughs) is what tools can our listeners use to help cultivate a group of uplifting and inspiring women around them? Because I know that's what most moms are looking for. Like I hear that all the time. They're like, well, that's cool that you have a great group of friends, but like, how do I find that those friends who don't talk behind my back and who are uplifting and who actually want something, want what's good for me and not secretly jealous, you know? So do you guys have any tools that they can use to cultivate that group? I just think think to me, being that friend, go ahead, Ashley. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, I loved what Michelle said about when Jordan said, just throw the party. I think be the friend, which I think is pretty much what Michelle was just going to say too. But, um, 20 be the friend, <laughs> <you> want, yeah. 
be the friend you want to have and look for opportunities that I feel like service is like the best way to make friends. Like ask how you can help drop things off at their house. Um, and I think you kind of cultivate feelings. I've even had, I'm one of my very closest friends is someone who a lot of other people had told me in my past was not a good friend. And I'm like, no, everyone's a good friend if they feel like trusted and if they feel, you know, right. I mean? like I think, yeah. you know, you don't need to listen to other people. Like the best relationships are built from like service and trust and kindness. And if you model that, I feel like it's returned. Right. I love that. I totally agree. What I think it's you? important too. I would say also to just be true to yourself and even what interests you, because if you're trying so hard to do what everybody else is doing, because you think that's how you're going to make friends. I think even like we were talking about, like, I liked doing social media. Not everybody loves TikTok, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but then I feel like I've made friends just because we like to do TikTok. So kind of putting yourself out there also and being that person that isn't afraid to throw the party, being that person that's not afraid to reach out and also understanding how everybody has you know, it's not necessarily about us, even if somebody is doing something unkind to us or isn't as friendly, 99.9% of the time, it's not us, right? So sometimes I think we internalize things. Um, but if we just kind of not have to have expectations that everybody is going to necessarily be the way that we are, <laughs> if that makes sense, that's like something I always struggled with, like, oh, well, I would do this as a friend. Why wouldn't she do that back to me? Right. You know, like we all have right. our own things we're dealing with and that sort of thing. But I think it really does stem down to just being ourselves, being our true selves. And then finding those friends for me has just been really understanding that energy that they give or take from me, you know, because if I'm having someone that's in my life, that's draining me and I don't have enough energy for my family, then it's just like too heavy. You know, I, I can't. Right. So finding those right. right people who can balance you off. Right. I love that. And I also feel like you you might be a two, Michelle, where like you're the most thoughtful person in the room and no one is as thoughtful as you. And so you're not going to get back what you give because you're so thoughtful. You know, like yeah. there are, there are, I'm like such an Enneagram freak, but, um, <laughs> but I do, I do agree with that. Like everyone has their own personalities and I love what you said, Ashley, how what you are is what you attract. And, you know, if you don't talk bad about people when, yeah. when people are around you, they won't talk bad around you or about you. You know, like I, I had this instance where someone was trying to talk bad about someone around me and I was like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see it that way. And, you know, I don't love to talk bad about people behind their back. Like I literally just <laughs> called them oh, out. I love that you did that. And, yeah. And then like, she never did it again. You know, like, because That's I'm amazing. thinking if someone's talking bad about someone else to me, they're doing it about me as well. And I never yeah. want someone to feel that way. And so anyway, just what you are is what you attract. And I love that mm -hmm. you both are so genuine about what you put out into the world. You know who you are. You know what you stand for. You know how to serve your communities. And it's doing so much good. It's bringing so much light and love into this world. And I could literally, I'm so sad you have to go to preschool drop off because I could talk to you. I could do a whole part two all about that as well. But I am so grateful for your time, you guys. Thank you so much Thank for you being on. Thank us. you so much. It was so yes, good to talk I'm, to you girls. I will put your both of your Instagram handles and your websites, everything on the um, show notes. So if anyone wants to find you and follow you and hear all of your amazing, uplifting messages, Can I will you put all your- Michelle not to hang up too. <laughs> Oh, yes, Michelle. Don't hang up. Okay. <laughs> yep. I won't. <laughs>
Um, but yeah, I'm going to put all of your show notes in there or all of your links in the show notes. So if people want to find you, they'll know exactly where to click and you guys are just amazing. So thank you so much for being on. Thank Great. you so much. To talk to you guys. Thank you for joining us in today's episode. If you liked the content and want to hear more, remember to hit that subscribe button and write a review. As a small business owner, I appreciate it more than you know. If you are looking for a program to help with self-confidence, to lose weight, get in shape, and work on your mental, physical, and emotional health, check out my training programs on www.bodybybree.com. My team and I help to hold you accountable through the Body by Brie app, where you log in to see all your workouts, custom meal plan made specifically for you and your needs, and communication through the messenger. You are never alone when you're on the Body by Brie training program. Click the link in the show notes to get more information on how to transform your life from the inside out.